0: Welcome back to an Opa Ghost Book Club episode. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Heaven. So, today's book club episode was my pick, and it is called A Natural History of Ghosts 500 Years of Hunting for Proof by Roger Clark.
1: The edition we have, and the reason we read the version we read is because I actually ordered it a couple of years ago and just hadn't read it yet.
0: Then you ordered another one. Somewhere. Yeah,
1: I forgot that I had it and ordered a second one or something. I don't know. I lost my mind. But I had two copies, so we it was kind of a easy pick for us to do that. But the newest version of it, if you go find... In fact, the link I'll, I'll put on the show notes is for the newest version. But it's the exact same book, but the title's different.
0: Yeah, isn't it called like Searching for Proof?
1: Yes, Ghosts, A Natural History, 500 Years of Searching for Proof versus the version we read was... A Natural History of Ghosts, 500 Years of Hunting for Proof. So for whatever reason, he had changed the Do you title. think
0: that the new version is less boring?
1: <laughs> I don't think so.
0: <laughs> you think it's the same?
1: What he probably did, usually when you get a new edition of a book, the primary thing that changes is sometimes the introduction changes. Oh. Or there's an added introduction by someone or something. But oh, from I'm what sure. I could tell... Because you can click on it and see inside, you know the way you can do it on Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the chapter titles were the same; everything was the same. He may have added something here and there, you know, corrected a spelling error or something. But for whatever reason, he changed the title.
0: Well, it was a really thorough book. I could say that
1: it was. It's a. It's really just a sociology of goats in both uh, history and literature.
0: I honestly kind of thought that the book was more about disproving ghosts than an actual history of ghosts you think so like every story told was then about well actually this is how they faked it
1: a couple of them yeah like the borley rectory story Mm -hmm. um there was some some stuff on there about how it was you know the borley rectory is supposed to be england's most haunted house and i mean it's not even around anymore burned down in like 1933 or 38 something like that Mm mm-hmm Like in 44, they were going to go ahead and demolish the whole thing. And before that happened, some guy went out there and took a picture and there's supposedly a flying brick, you know, that Uh a poltergeist has thrown. But if you zoom out on the picture that was used, you can see a guy standing at the side, a worker who presumably had just thrown the brick. Yep. He does the same thing with the whole brown lady of Rainham Hall about how it's possible the whole thing was faked and all of this sort of thing and... I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that this is a book that somebody set out to prove ghosts exists.
0: It's in the title. 500 Years of Hunting for Proof.
1: Hunting for Proof.
0: He didn't find any. 500 Years of Hunting for Nothing. 500 Years of Boring <laughs> Heaven.
1: I don't think he's seeking to show that they're true as much as he's saying, here's here's the concept of ghosts and how that concept plays out through history. And that's pretty much... The crux of the book. I mean, one of the Amazon reviews said if you're looking for a series of hair raising ghost stories, this isn't it.
0: I wish we would have read that before we decided to do this book.
1: If you're looking for an interesting look at various ghost stories and legends explored based on their time period and circumstances, then grab this one.
0: I still disagree. I wouldn't use the word interesting.
1: Oh, the word interesting is a little over the top for you. Is what yeah, it wasn't I interesting. I thought it was interesting.
0: Well, okay. So maybe if you're like an academia type person, then you'll like this book.
1: Yeah, it's a little, I mean, he's written, he's writing in a pretty high formal style and it reads a little academic for sure, but...
0: I guess my interest of ghosts just doesn't lie in the 1600s, you know?
1: Right. It definitely reads like a textbook. Yeah, he starts with the 1600s and kind of bounces around between the 1600s and the 1800s with different stories in different places and ghost stories that happened and how they tried to prove them wrong. One of the highlights for me was the chapter called The Visible Couch, A Brief History of Ghost Hunting. It kind of goes through ghost hunters' Throughout time, all the way up through about Hans Holzer, which if you know anything about ghost hunting, you probably know who Hans Holzer is. He was an interesting character. But just the same, there's chapters on early poltergeist stuff. And there's the chapters on the the brown lady is interesting. There's a chapter called Bloodletting in the Brain Mirror where they.
0: Oh, I hated that chapter.
1: The interesting thing for me in that chapter was those theories about ghosts, which weren't necessarily ghost theories.
0: Yeah, I think once I read about the anal leeches, I was just kind of like... <laughs>
1: is that is that the chapter where that happened? I'm
0: just done now.
1: Well, in that chapter, there's two theories of ghosts. And the first one was by a physician named John Ferrier.
0: Yeah, John Ferrier, I've heard of him.
1: He has this essay where he says um, he made the perfectly reasonable observation that there was no point pretending people didn't see ghosts because clearly they did. But he believed that ghosts were really not so much ghosts as much as it was your brain somehow crossing a memory in such a way that it became visual. So the brain's continual cognitive overlay places a memory into an active visual experience. It's like a malfunctioning memory. And that's an interesting concept. Yeah. That it's happening in your brain and that you are it's not really something that's physically there. It's just something your brain is making you see. And you're definitely seeing it.
0: But then that doesn't explain if people see the same thing.
1: Yeah. I've never seen the brown lady of Raynham. If I go there and I see her, it's not a memory.
0: No. And also if two people are seeing it at the same time, we're not both having the same memory at the same time.
1: Right. I mean, I I can see if you said, oh, I saw grandpa who passed away five years ago walking down the hallway. That might be a memory.
0: I guess. But like if everybody in the household saw the grandpa, why are you all having that same memory at the same time? That becomes more of an apparition than a memory.
1: Right. I think this guy wasn't trying to deny ghosts as much as he was trying to deny that there weren't spirits. They were something created in the mind that people were definitely seeing and reporting. But it was like, it's like schizophrenia. It's something that's in paranoia. It's in the brain. It's not a literal physical thing. Yeah. The other guy that kind of took off from that, a guy named Samuel Hibbert, he says in long and short of it, basically that ghosts were like waking dreams, Hmm. which again is an interesting concept, but doesn't, explain the vast majority of these things you know i wasn't dreaming when i saw my ghosts you know
0: no and you're not dreaming if you get an evp i guess you can say that about apparitions but you can only take it so far exactly i also thought the guy who talked about the thoughtographs that was weird
1: oh yeah that guy's he was famous for a while he did that like whole thing and they like took him into the lab and everything to People probably don't know what we're talking about. This guy, I can't remember his name. They would hold a a thing of like Polaroid film in front of him and he would think of a place and he would like shoot the image onto the film with his mind and it would be there. And it was crazy.
0: But that was his explanation for how you catch ghosts and photos.
1: Yeah, that you're like using a projection of your mind. I don't.
0: That's weird. (laughs) No
1: one in history has been able to do that except for that one guy. And no one's sure how he did it. And they even I mean, again, they took him into a lab. You could do a whole episode on that guy. He did it. They took him into a lab and, you know, the lab provided all the film and everything and made sure it hadn't been tampered with beforehand. And
0: was all of this in the book?
1: Uh, no, I just know. Okay.
0: More. I was like, I know I didn't retain much of this information, but
1: I know more about this guy than the book is telling. He's the book is telling you this sliver of information as a way of explaining ghosts. They're leaving out so much more.
0: I feel better now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I knew I skimmed a lot of it, but
1: Ted Sirius. Mm, there you go. He, Yeah, he's uh he was pretty famous in the 60s, 70s. For being able to do that. And it was, I mean, he did it on television. He did it in labs. He did it all over the place. But I think if I recall, he was a raging alcoholic and ended up dying. But if he wasn't a raging alcoholic, my apologies to Ted.
0: <laughs> Most of these poor women who saw ghosts in the story, all their husbands were raging alcoholics.
1: Either they're raging alcoholics or they were gone all the time.
0: Yeah. But it must've just been the times, you know, they had to make money.
1: Yeah. They were the business person and yeah. they would Go do business somewhere for a month or two or four, and leave poor Bessie at home Bessie. with with the ghost. Well, I can't think of that lady's name in the first <laughs> that one. That
0: works. Bessie works.
1: It's some older name like that. Best, I guess. Bessie's the name. It sounds like the name of a cow. So <laughs> Mary,
0: Mary, that's not Bessie at all. I did like learning about why we for so long portrayed ghosts as a person in a sheet that was interesting
1: yeah i agree that was cool i like how for the longest times in the religious sense it was a catholic thing nobody else yeah. believed in ghosts it was just catholics until about the mid 1800s when the methodists got on board and some some of the other ones as well
0: yeah that was interesting
1: i thought it was interesting that it was a class thing
0: isn't that weird
1: Yeah, the lower class people weren't reliable sources. The upper class people were, and the middle class didn't talk about it at all. It was not a thing we spoke about.
0: Super strange. Like, why? We just weren't fancy enough to have ghosts in our homes?
1: He gets into the whole thing with spiritualism and seances and all of that thing, and all of which, you know, of course, was proven to be BS, but it was rich people that were doing those things because they could afford the big parties and the big show of all of it, you know, and the poor people weren't doing it. And so the, it was, I don't know. It's just weird. It's our thing, not your thing (laughs) thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but some of that kind of stuff is in the book is interesting. It it may not be fun to read.
0: We could have condensed it down to like a hundred less pages and I would have liked it more.
1: I'm not going to disagree. I am not going to disagree
0: really the first like three chapters i liked the first one because he talks a lot about how obsessed with ghosts he was as a child so the first thing he did was a place that he'd always wanted to get into like for a ghost hunt Mm -hmm. you know that stuff's relatable
1: yeah and i agree and that's that's kind of where i was at i liked that i liked the i liked kind of the history or the he does the taxonomy of ghosts and talks about what ghosts are and what they aren't and those kinds of things Again, it it's interesting. It has a, its interesting parts. Most people are not going to enjoy reading it.
0: No, I do feel bad if anyone actually did uh, decide to go pick this book up in excitement of reading along with us. And then we're like, oh.
1: I enjoyed the book. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now.
0: I, I figured you would. I did <laughs> not. <laughs> but I did like the story. There was one ghost story in it that I really liked. And it was the story of Mrs. Veal. And she uh-huh. was the friend of... Margaret Bargrave. She showed up at Margaret's house one day and then just sat and had a nice evening with her. She asked Margaret to ensure that when she died, these certain things would happen.
1: Oh, yeah. And then
0: Margaret found out later that night or the next day that her friend had died in the moments where she was in her house. (laughs)
1: before like moments yeah. before she showed up so uh, like she died at three thirty. well three thirty just happens to be the time the doorbell rang and she let her in and she was wearing like she wasn't wearing something that you would wear she was like in her nightgown or something weird uh there was some discussion about how ghosts aren't naked and i thought that was kind of funny too
0: yeah right <laughs> why are they
1: why are they in clothes? why, why are, are they wearing clothes,
0: wear clothes? i gotta modest. tell you I mean, if i on. was a ghost i would not wear clothes
1: You'd just be naked. having. I don't want to
0: wear clothes now. Why would I do it when I'm dead?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I I mean, it's a good point. I mean, I mean, most of the time when
0: you're a ghost, you don't apparate or whatever the word is. You know, you don't appear.
1: Right. So you're no one can see you most time anyway.
0: Right. There's just a bunch of naked ghosts walking around us at all times.
1: We'd read Invisible Man, the H.G. Wells book, and he he has to run around naked because if he puts clothes on, he can be seen. So I'm Uh, like, yeah, that would be, that's probably well and fine on a day like today. But in, you know, January, that might suck. You'd have to run around naked so no one could see you. And and my luck would be, I would suddenly become visible (laughs) at that (laughs) moment.
0: Do you have control over it or no?
1: No, no, that's the whole point of the story. He doesn't have control. Oh,
0: no. We didn't read this book, but that sounds more interesting.
1: He turned himself invisible. Partly, he was a scientist trying to experimenting with invisibility and out of desperation because basically the landlord was at the door and he needed to hide. He drank the potion and turned himself invisible. Well, then he can't turn himself back visible and he kind of goes mad in the process.
0: Oh, should have read that.
1: Spoiler alert. He dies.
0: Why would you do that?
1: In the very, very end. and he.
0: Oh, my God. I haven't read the book.
1: You haven't read The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells? No. There's been hundreds of movies made about it, and they all pretty much end the same way. I've
0: never even heard of it.
1: Really? Really? Where have you been? Where do you live? Because whatever rock it is, you need to get out from underneath it. I'm telling you. You haven't seen a single Invisible Man movie? No. They always end up, almost all of them die. It never turns out well.
0: I hate you.
1: You're a tragic character if you're the Invisible Man. You're going to die.
0: I'm so sorry for those of you who haven't read The Invisible Man. And Jonathan just <laughs> ruined your name. I
1: just ruined the whole thing for you. Damn. Well, take it off the list. We no longer have to do that one. <laughs>
0: Apparently not. <laughs>
1: Anything
0: else you want to say about this book?
1: No, I enjoyed it. I'm sorry if you didn't. I
0: Right. And, and there's nothing against the author. It would just... Clearly wasn't my kind of book. It's not I want something that's spooky and it just wasn't it.
1: Right. It does read like a textbook and it's a little bit dry and and I'll I'll one hundred percent. That's the
0: other thing is it's based in London and the surrounding areas and their writing styles are a little bit different than ours.
1: Yeah. Well, the whole thing kind of and that's that's another thing that was disappointing. Well, partly disappointing for me. It was a a natural history of ghosts, but it should have been called a natural history of British ghosts because yes. it pretty much only covered the ones there. It didn't cover anything in America or anywhere else for that matter. So if it didn't happen on the main island, it, it didn't happen in this book.
0: It also made me feel really stupid because there were a lot of words that I didn't know.
1: A lot of words you had to look up.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't even bother to look them up.
1: I was going to say now you're a smarter, Persing, haven't done it, but, nope, but it didn't I guess it. you're not. <laughs>
0: if I saw a word I didn't know I was like well on to the next chapter
1: keep moving nothing to see here
0: also the whole time i was reading this book i was just trying to picture how these people faked you out so easily like there was a story of that girl who would like hide and they would tie her up and put her in a cupboard or whatever right right how did she trick you i don't understand <laughs> Did you live in total darkness at all times?
1: There's a picture of her holding the hand of the guy yeah, in the book. Yeah, they
0: thought she was a ghost. And they're like, she must be a ghost. I it was so confused. It's like, unless everyone's in on it.
1: There was like a sexual energy involved. And, you know, is sometimes I wonder if they weren't just playing along because... You know, they got to be in the presence of this young it was like girl. role play,
0: paranormal yeah. role play.
1: Yeah. I'm oh, serious. my God. You know, if there wasn't some of that going on, he talked about Could how the been. girl was was attractive and flirty. And, you know, maybe also the guy's... real young. Yeah. And, in, well, you know, it was a weird time. But maybe they just really enjoyed the attention. And so they played along for the sake of... Um...
0: I mean, that's an interesting thought. I guess it would work if you're all in on it and... You're getting some enjoyment out of it, all right.
1: I don't know, but I'm with you. I think people were either just dumb asses or <laughs> just the most ignorant people you've ever met in your life. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. check this out. Huh? Oh, huh?
0: Jonathan is doing the trick where it looks like you're taking your thumb off of your hand
1: expertly. <laughs> I'm such add. a
0: grandpa. <laughs> oh grandpa. So overall, if you are really interested in learning about sixteen, seventeen hundreds 1700s hauntings or like the history of, more the history of people who claim to be psychics and doing seances and stuff like that, it's thorough.
1: It is thorough, but you're right. It's not for everybody.
0: No, it's not. It's not for me.
1: Our next book will be.
0: So what's our next book, Jonathan?
1: What Moves the Dead?
0: By T. Kingfisher.
1: Very entertaining book. Highly, 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 highly suggest you read along with us.
0: Highly entertaining author. If you like horror, she's a really good author. for. Uh, it's not like graphic horror.
1: Yeah, there's no like guts and gore and all that kind of crazy it stuff. It
0: just makes you uncomfortable. A little creeped out. This one is a retelling of a... Is it Poe?
1: Yes. It's uh, The Fall of the House of Usher.
0: Yes, so most of uh, her other books that I've read are not retelling, so they're a little bit creepier and spookier, but they're still not gory. If you actually uh, read along with us, thank you, and I'm sorry. And the next, thank one, you, and I hope I,
1: you enjoyed it.
0: The next one, I promise, if you are into the paranormal, you will like what moves the dead, and it comes out on August, August fourteenth. So, you got time
1: you got plenty of time
0: thanks for listening guys
1: yeah thanks for listening don't forget to follow us on our socials
0: yeah uh email us your stories at opaghost at gmail.com
1: or you can find us on instagram at instagram.com slash opaghost
0: or you can join our facebook group Ghost.
1: toodles ciao <gasps> see you later you
0: said toodles
1: i can't say toodles That's you got a thing. toodles
0: i'm keeping it in <laughs> oh damn it toodles